Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the July 15th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Our show is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank. If you want to support Local Matters, there are several ways you can do that. One, of course, is to listen to the show. The other is to tell everyone you know about the show. And third is to support the Security Federal Bank. They have 17 locations between Augusta, Georgia, and Columbia, South Carolina, and they are eager to serve our community. So please go see them if you are in need of a home loan, a car loan, uh, financial counseling, or uh, any other purchases where you think the services of a bank may be helpful in facilitating your goals. Also, the show is brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. If you have missed any previous episode of the show, please go to my website. That is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com or you just Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. Go to the Local Matters tab and there you will find any show that I've done uh, and you can share those with anyone in your network who may be interested in listening to that particular episode. Uh, today marks the beginning of a three-part series on Augusta University. Uh, Augusta University is a state institution. Uh, they have been in our community for a long time, and they are embarking upon a period of tremendous growth. So we are going to talk about that growth and everything that that is bringing to the Augusta community. As you know, here on Local Matters, I think all of my guests are special, and today is no exception. I have Dr. Alexander Schwartzman. He is the Dean of the School of Computer and Cyber Sciences at Augusta University. Um, as I had promised, I am beginning a series on Augusta University and its growth and how that impacts us here in the region. Uh, I think this topic is particularly salient because as we on Local Matters focus on state and local issues, Augusta University is our local state uh, institution. Uh, and the state of Georgia has placed a good deal of resources into the Augusta area. In particular, those resources have gone toward the construction of the Cyber Center, uh, Augusta University's Riverfront Campus, uh, I had the pleasure to be very deeply involved with that project during my role and my tenure with the city of Augusta, and uh, I am pleased to highlight that today. Dr. Schwartzman, thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you for inviting me. Honored to be with you. You know, uh, one of the things I always invite my guests to do is to tell us a little bit about how they came into the roles that they have. So um, particularly for our younger listeners, but for everybody, um, you're on the state payroll. So I want the state uh, state's residents to know uh, the caliber of individuals that they have working for them on their behalf. So if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've been at Augusta mm -hmm. University, why you came here and what you do all day. So I joined um, uh, Augusta University uh, three years ago, almost exactly. And uh, prior to that, I was um, at the University of Connecticut up north uh, for uh, 20 years. 
exactly 20 years. Uh, I started there as a, as a junior faculty. And uh, by the time I was uh, ready to leave, I was in charge of computer science and engineering uh, at uh, University of Connecticut with uh, 30 plus faculty, uh, 800 students, uh, several degree programs. Um, it is worth pointing out that I always wanted to do computing and computer science and all of my background, academic background is in computing. I got my uh, bachelor of science in computer science from the Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. I got my master of science in computer science uh, from Cornell University in New York. I got my PhD in computer science uh, from Brown University in Rhode Island. And I also did my postdoc in computer science at MIT. Um, my professional background begins with, uh, with uh, research and industry. Uh, before I decided to become a Academician. I worked in the industry for almost 12 years, starting at Bell Labs. That was in 1981, before the system breakup. And uh, ultimately, I think I have uh, uh, exhausted my curiosity in the way that it related to industrial endeavors, and I decided to pursue uh, research, more pure research career which I started at uh, UConn in uh, 1997 after doing my postdoc at MIT. Um, and um, my research is in uh, distributed computing, fault tolerance and algorithms. Uh, I am reasonably well published and cited. Um, what led me to come to Augusta was uh, something that happened uh, in the year 2000. And um, and that was the Florida presidential election recount. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was not a happy time for many people. Uh, but what public, I think, uh, did not understand is that um, the major issues there were not legal or political. The major issue was the technology used in Florida was simply terrible. And... Uh, and in 2002, the Congress acted, um, Help America Vote Act, HAVA, uh, essentially outlawed any equipment that was really bad, uh, such as the one used, used in several states. And uh, several billion dollars were made available for the states to modernize uh, its election systems infrastructure. And so I got involved in this in 2005 when, um, uh, when the governor uh, invited me to serve on the Connecticut Voting Technology Standards Board, which I served on for, uh, for uh, one year, while the Connecticut was uh, deciding what election systems to get. And I got very much involved in that. Um, I have worked with the state of Connecticut for about 15 years, uh, short of 15 years, in the area of uh, election system security. And um, so this is my background as it relates to cybersecurity. We have evaluated um, essentially all systems proposed to the state of Connecticut as, as their election infrastructure. Um, and uh, we helped the state to pick a uh, ballot, paper ballot based system. Uh, 
which is today considered to be the, the should I say, gold standard for election systems for many good reasons, right? Should we ever not trust the technology, we can always count by hand. And this is, this is a benefit that uh, seems to be um, anti-technology kind of a thing and, uh, and uh, uh, betrays perhaps a Luddite sentiment. However, uh, this is the best we can do given the today's technology. So, um, so I founded um, the Connecticut um, Center for Voting Technology Research uh, that I've been directing for the past, uh, well, prior to coming to Augusta. And then um, just as I uh, got my 20-year certificate uh, from, from the university for fine service, uh, I got a call from Augusta. And the person said, well, we're, you know, wonderful things are happening at Augusta. How would you like to visit Augusta University? And uh, my immediate reaction was, uh, forget it. There is no way I'm moving to Maine. Because in New England, when you say Augusta, it means Maine. And I said, I had, I had snow up to here. I'm not about to, you know. So they, they calmed me and said, no, no, no. This is Georgia. This is very different. Um, so I came to visit. And the more I looked, the more I liked uh, what I saw. Uh, first of all, the Augusta University, under this name, is a, is a very new university. And it was created uh, just a few years ago um, from its constituent colleges as the fourth research university in Georgia. And uh, we are working very hard to uh, live up to that designation. So we are a, uh, a comprehensive research university. And so... Um, and so uh, when I came to visit, there was a lot of excitement in, in, specifically in the areas of computing and cybersecurity. There are several reasons for this. Uh, of course, the, uh, the governor and the state of Georgia invested in, in this wonderful $100 million, 332,000 square, 332, square foot uh, Georgia Cyber Center. Uh, and also our neighbors here are um, Fort Gordon with, with a lot of cybersecurity um, momentum going on there, including the, the, uh, the move of the United States uh, Army Cyber Command to, to Fort Gordon. Uh, and also our neighbor across the river, Savannah River National Lab, with whom we have since established a partnership uh, to collaborate in various areas and research. So, um, so all of this led me to, uh, to, to decide to come here, even though um, there was, uh, in, in computing disciplines, there was not much that was going on here at Augusta University. And, um, but that was for me a challenge and a sort of excitement and enthusiasm because finally I got something to build of my own uh, as opposed to inheriting somebody else's creation with all its taboos and problems. Um, so um, it is sort of interesting uh, that um, Augusta University, then Augusta College, awarded its first Bachelor of Science in Computer Science in 1979, one year before Georgia Tech. But whereas Georgia Tech invested in computing, Augusta College at the time uh, viewed computing 
uh, disciplines, a sort of unloved uh, stepdaughter. Um, even though I want to point out our first alumna is, is a female uh, in 1979, which is quite unusual. That's remarkable. Yes, uh, her name is Anne. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, so the program never had really an academic home, even though the degree existed. And there was never, until 2017, there was never an academic unit uh, of any size dedicated to computing. But when the university received this charter from the state to be the research, comprehensive research university, of course, it cannot have a comprehensive national university without a computing discipline. So, so the school was founded and uh, the search for the dean commenced immediately and I came uh, less than a year after that. So as you said, this really is an opportunity to build something. So you will really have your, your fingerprints on this by the time it's done. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I want to point out, thank you so much for that background in history. Um, I had no idea that Augusta University was graduating, or Augusta College at that time was graduating computer science graduates before Georgia Tech was. Uh, and it's interesting that you mentioned Georgia Tech because uh, when we were initially informed that the Cyber Center would be coming to Augusta, uh, one of the first things that was told to me was that Georgia Tech would have died to have the Cyber Center there as a part of their campus. Uh, and that struck me at how fortunate we were to have it here in Augusta. Um, it has been a tremendous economic benefit for us. Um, we looked at our sales tax revenues and they began to increase as soon as the center was in fact under construction. And then every month from there, looking, comparing the current month to the same month in the previous year, revenues were up. So mm -hmm. I attribute that largely to uh, the, the cyber center coming to the city and all the visitors and everybody else uh, that has a reason to be in Augusta because the cyber center is there. Now, having said that, uh, one of the questions that I was asked multiple times was, does Augusta really need a cyber center? You know, what is that doing for us? And my response is always, I think the cyber center is probably the best thing to happen to Augusta since the Fruitland Nursery became the Augusta National. I think it can be that significant. Um, having said that, I mean, what are some of the, the things that you see coming out of um, the center? So Georgia Cyber Center is, is indeed uh, the largest state investment in the country in cybersecurity. And um, um, I wanted to mention that um, although Augusta University administers Georgia Cyber Center, uh, the center is a statewide facility. It is not a, a part of Augusta University, uh, academically speaking. Uh, so, of course, my School of Computer and Cyber Sciences is uh, headquartered um, at uh, Georgia Cyber Center, and this is where I am right now in my office. And uh, uh, many of my faculty also have offices here, and we have also research facilities here and classrooms here. Uh, but uh, Georgia Cyber Center is much more than that. First of all, there are several industrial um, residents here uh, with interest in um, uh, cybersecurity and uh, Department of Defense um, collaboration and uh, development, uh, in part, 
or largely due to the fact that Fort Gordon is uh, minutes away from us. Uh, we also have state agencies here. We have uh, the Cyber Crime Unit of uh, Georgia uh, Bureau of Investigations here. Uh, we have a DOD um, Digital Defense Services um, occupying half of the floor in, in the first building here. Uh, and so, and also we have Augusta Tech, a, a technical college here in Augusta. Uh, their classrooms are not right next to our classrooms. And so this building is a, uh, uh, it's, a uh, it's a microcosm where there is a lot of interaction. Um, there are people here from students to engineers to, to faculty, uh, from uh, industry to academic institutions, uh, government uh, agencies. And uh, we anticipate that this is going to be, it is already, but we anticipate even more that it is going to be a, uh, uh, a, a fertile ground for for a broad landscape of cybersecurity development. I want to also mention that we're out of space here. And uh, um, we're, you know, the two buildings are essential at capacity. Wow. And so uh, the university uh, decided that we need a third building, uh, but it is going to be a university building. So it's going to be here on the on the riverfront, uh, and it's going to be about the same size as uh, as the uh, as the first two buildings. Um, and uh, I'm going to move my school there in its entirety. Right now, we are both in Somerville and by the river. And uh, uh, so it's going to be really really interesting. Of course, it's three four years away, but um, the, the work started. You know, that was part of the dream that uh, that was why that location was selected because there was room for growth. Uh, so it's great to see that that eventually will come to fruition. Um, can you talk a little bit about your your students? Um, what types of students do you see? Is it just undergrad? Is there graduate level programs as well? How many students are enrolled? What type of jobs do they get? How much money do they yeah. make? You know, can, can you get into all of that for some of our listeners who may be interested sure. in going in that direction? So, um, so when I joined, uh, we were a very, very small program. We had uh, about 10 faculty and uh, 300 students. Uh, pursuing uh, uh, computer science degrees, information technology degree, and also we had a professional just started Master of Science in Information uh, Security Management. Uh, and of course, to be a national player uh, in, uh, in cybersecurity and computing, broadly speaking, we, um, we had to grow substantially, both in terms of students, and um, we have uh, probably uh, doubled our enrollment since then. Uh, come September 1st, uh, I would expect close to 700 students here. So we, 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 we doubled. Um, we have introduced uh, three new majors, undergraduate majors. We introduced um, uh, cybersecurity engineering major, the first engineering major uh, at Augusta University, not the last, but the first. Um, we introduced cyber operations bachelors and uh, cybersecurity bachelors. 
last year we introduced the Master of Science in Computer Science. And this fall, we're starting our doctoral program in computer and cyber sciences, which I would think is, is a record, you know, for a school that is barely three years old, to be able to introduce a doctoral program, something must be happening here. And uh, in part, this is because we close to tripled the size of the faculty. So um, I have five more faculty joining uh, us in August. And that will take us over 30. So we'll have more than 30 faculty. We're still rather small. Um, so this is not the end of it. I anticipate we're going to be uh, doubling uh, both in, in terms of enrollment and faculty size in less than five years. Oh, the students. Well, um, this is really interesting. So uh, the population, so uh, last 20 years, Connecticut, right? The student group, the student population here is substantially more diverse than it is um, up there in Connecticut. Uh, not only in terms of um, students' backgrounds, uh, but also in terms of their ages. Um, there are many more uh, quote-unquote grown-ups uh, who decide to finish their degree or, or come and, uh, and earn their degree or they want to change a career. And uh, I am happy to observe that um, um, there are quite a few non-traditional students like that among our better students. So they are, I didn't do the statistics, but I think that the non-traditional student on the average is somewhat more successful than the traditional student, a student that comes from, from high school, right? Um, we are doing slightly better in terms of um, racial and gender diversity than national averages, but I, you know, I, I couldn't really take credit for that. You know, Augusta is more diverse, you know, so That's we right. benefit from being in a more diverse area. But um, um, one thing I wanted to mention this is for the past three years, the best graduating senior is a female, three years in a row. And I, in my in my experience, um, it is difficult to attract high school uh, girls to come to college, but I think that women succeed um, more than men on the average, right? So I will give you one example. Uh, the last large class I taught um, in Connecticut, I had about one hundred students. I had. Uh, uh, 80 guys and, and 20 gals. In the top 10 students, top 10 students, five females. Why is that? Uh, I think it's an interesting topic for another discussion, but you know, but this is, so we're enjoying the same benefit here. We have quite a few female students who are very, very successful here. Uh, of course, you know, we have um, broad cross-section of students. And we're still working hard on increase our retention and graduation rates, which are not yet where I would like them to be. But that's, you know, it's a university, you know, it's part of, of the university before my time. So let me not tell you, you probably know more about it than I do. But I think Augusta State at the time used to be sort of uh, Augustan's favorite place to send their children if they want to stay near home, right? And so the admissions was fairly open. Uh, but now that we're charted with being a national research university, you know, we have to 
we have to attract students. So I have, I have no problem attracting students to my programs. In fact, we have, uh, I, I think we got more than 50% more applications this year for my school than last year. Um, the, the challenge is to attract students who are able to succeed. I mean, and that's a, that's a much broader you know, challenge that exists. If I, if I can, uh, in terms of where they're from, because you're right, um, I grew up in Augusta, so I remember Augusta College, you know, there have been a lot of names. So when it was Augusta College, uh, it was a small little commuter school, mostly people from Augusta and the counties surrounding us. Now, with the types of programs and unique offerings that you have and the reputation that you're building, do you have more applicants who are from Macon and Savannah and Atlanta and even out of state? Yes, I, I believe that. So, um, so each year we run the open house twice a year, fall and spring. Uh, so just before the pandemic, uh, we had three or four of them. And I have noticed, so th these are parents and students, they come to Augusta and they talk to various colleges. Uh, so I, I usually give a small talk to, um, a brief talk to parents and, and kids. And so um, in the first three or four open houses, I noticed, because we always ask, uh, where did you come from? You know, Augusta, two hour drive, three hour drive, five hour drive. And uh, the, uh, the distance from which people choose to come for the open house uh, is increasing every semester. Of course, the pandemic put an end to it temporarily, but I think that um, uh, we're, we're going to be getting 50% uh, uh, or more applications from outside the immediate uh, Augusta area. And this trend is going to continue uh, because Augusta University name is becoming better known. And um, certainly speaking for my own school, um, as soon as our doctoral program is up to speed, I think we will be, um, we will be second only to Georgia Tech in, in the state of Georgia in computing disciplines, both in terms of our uh, faculty portfolios, their research, uh, their funding, and the quality of our programs. Thank you so much for sharing that information with us. I know we could talk for another 30 minutes. Unfortunately, we don't have it. Um, but first, I want to just thank you. I love to hear it when a, a Yankee has moved to uh, Georgia <laughs> and found out, particularly outside of Metro Atlanta, and found you know it to be a great place to live and work. Yes. Uh, and I love the idea of us being compared to institutions like Georgia Tech. Uh, I have a dear friend who graduated from Georgia Tech many moons ago, and she says, you know, she didn't recognize the place anymore because of the tremendous growth and what has happened in the community around it. And I really think there's some possibilities that that could happen here in Augusta too, as Augusta Uni University grows. Um, before I close out, is there anything else you wanna share with our listeners? Well, thank you again uh, for inviting me. Uh, I enjoyed our discussion. I think there is a lot of momentum and enthusiasm in the area. And uh, um, the reason we can attract so uh, 
as I mentioned, probably 20 faculty are going to be joining us in, you know, in the past uh, two and a half years. Why are people coming here uh, from outside of Georgia, outside the United States? And that is because there is excitement in, in, in Augusta, specifically in the area of computing and, and, and cybersecurity. And I think this is, um, we are in a special place in this regard. Thank you so much for being with me uh, and my listeners. It's been a pleasure making your acquaintance. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.